This podcast is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s to find out how you can get bonus episodes every other month, a monthly newsletter, and so much other cool stuff. On Halloween this year, our Patreon supporters will be getting a Halloween episode on the original 1978 classic. That's for everyone at the $5 tier and higher. Visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s to learn more. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the Mega Blobcasting Powers, Trip Lano, and with me, as always, a man who some have said is like a remake of me, but gayer, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. That was a delight from tip to tail. <laughs> I also like it because I, I use the word blob as a verb a lot in my notes, so I like Oh, okay. I like this idea of adding blob to things. Um... Have you seen this before? Is this the first time watching? I've seen the kill count of it, so I've oh, seen. The... Okay, so you had a lot of the fun parts already shown to you. Pretty much, yeah. Like they, because okay. in in the 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 dead meat YouTube channel kill counts, it's not just like these. This is how it happened. It's like actually a breakdown of the plot of the film. Yeah, it's like a thirty, yeah, like a twenty yeah. plus minute video. Okay, uh, I went in stone cold. I don't think I'd even seen the trailer. Holy shit, I love this fucking movie so yeah, much. It's a, I'm it's so a good one. delighted by it. Uh, I can't wait to talk about it. We watched the 1988 remake of The Blob, and you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your decent remake. It's your decent remake. When the mega powers expire. <laughs> Yeah, I so I we both have a lot of fondness. I think I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think we both have a lot of fondness for the original yeah. film from 1958, filmed where we grew up. That's like my, one of my favorite uh, fun facts. If, if I'm in the right crowd of people that I think would, yeah, I'm like oh, if, have you seen the Blob? I'm like oh yeah, I'm like that was my hometown. My my mother in law was so delighted to learn this fact that she ended up watching the Blob that night, and then the next morning, <laughs> she and I spent like 15 minutes talking about the Blob and how just. Uh, super cute Steve McQueen was. Oh, yeah, he was. As my wife was just like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> I feel like I feel like your wife would, would think Steve McQueen was a cutie. If oh, she saw sure, him. sure, sure. I, 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 feel like, I feel like if you were able to condense the blob into like a 28-minute supercut, my wife would be into it. I feel like that movie would be a little bit too much. Is it like a 75-minuter? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it might be 80, but it's a short movie. Yeah. This one too. Uh, this is a yes, a tight ninety. Yeah, we. This is the the. I think the whole month has been ninety five minutes. It's or been less, a delight because my September is really... so. I was so busy traveling. I'm burnt out. Like <laughs> ninety minutes has been a real treat. Yeah, and also like for a horror movie, you really don't want to go past ninety nine. Unless feel, you're like doing a, like a lot of head, like a lot of heavy story lifting. Maybe you know your her- well, but I like still your like hereditaries, your like your Babadooks. You're like I'm doing. I think I don't think Babadooks more than an hour forty five. 
I don't know about Hereditary because I blocked that movie out of my memory because it was deeply traumatic to me. But I feel like that also was way under two hours. I, I can't remember offhand, but I feel like... Okay. Like anything Ari Aster does, I feel like gets a pass to be over 90 minutes because... I, I feel like Midsommar is... I didn't I see that one. I longer. aggressively yeah. was like, I'm good. No, thank you. Oh, I, I fully was like, oh, this says Hereditary is two hours seven. Okay, so... And Midsommar is two and a half. So, all right. Well, my uh, rescinded. I, I was wrong there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you can you can you can have exceptions to the rule, of course. But I just feel like in general, Babadook, ninety two minutes, baby. Okay, I was right there. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was in the same ninety five or under club, but I didn't want to be too aggressive, so I said hour forty five. But um, most of the time, horror movie story, we don't need more than like ninety nine minutes. To tell these stories well. so I, I agree with that. I was saying, you know, your Ari Aster's, your Jordan Peele's, the people that are like sure. doing a lot of story lifting, I will yeah. let them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there are exceptions, of course, but in general, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Uh, we've been watching a lot of 100 minutes or less movies for our spooktacular watch along that we've been doing since like mid-September. And boy, howdy, is it nice to get the shorties in there. It's, it's great. Although I will say... They did not incorporate the blob song into this movie, so zero stars. That is my one that is my one note. I said so funny that my exact thing was the movie ends and the credits start to roll and I was like, Are they gonna put the surf rock song here? Because they should definitely put the surf rock song here and they don't do Or they it. should have gotten like some eighties band to like do a cover of it. Sure, sure, sure. But I would want it to be the vintage surf rock vibe. I mean obvi- obviously yes, but I could I, I could see them being like, Hey, some eighties band can you do like a hair metal cover of this or like a whatever? Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Beware of the blob, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or like how uh, the end of Pet Cemetery has the Ramones doing like a very, yes, <laughs> very ridiculous song. It's just like, I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. And that's like, the, that's, that's pretty much the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like mo- songs based on movies back in the day weren't great. They've come a long way. They've started like, yeah. Musicians have actually started giving a shit about those songs. <laughs> sure. Like sure, the one sure. Billie Eilish wrote for the Barbie movie is this like delightful ballad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we start with some classic footballer cheerleader business here, and a dynamic uh, opening school, credit. It is not a static shot yes. of space or a wiggling blob. Yes. It is yes. dynamic through a town. <laughs> Yes, I really like that. Um, we also get some like decent football on screen, which I was shocked by. Like I most of the time, this is a super afterthought. <laughs> I just mean it's like it's like fair, it's like not uh, completely incomprehensible as the game of football for someone who watches it. So it's not like it's gr- it's not like a football movie would be, but uh, it's like but it's like uh, sorry, what I meant to say, it's like surprisingly well shot for this movie where it's like one half scene. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like it looked good on the screen as opposed to, you know, um, so many movies we watch where they show sports and you're just like, has anyone involved with this production ever played a sport, let alone the sport you're showing me on the screen? Or then when, they do, when they do gym class and it's just like a lawless hellscape. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I heard somebody make this point and I think they're 100% spot on that like... The reason why gym class is a lawless hellscape is because all the people who write movies are fucking dorks and nerds. And so they were the ones who were getting bullied and picked on. And so gym class probably was traumatic for them. I'm like, yeah, it can be traumatic, but also structured. Like (laughs) both of those things can be true. It's just like loose balls in the gym. It's as we said, four loose pennies and a half deflated (laughs) basketball. 
Well, it's just like these nine kids are playing basketball. These 12 are doing volleyball. This additional seven are playing dodgeball. Some people are doing are swimming because there's a pool next door. Like <laughs> 22 girls have given me a note that says they're on the period and they can't change. <laughs> so that they're, they're gang making fun of the one girl who just actually not- got a period. <laughs> they're throwing uh, clean and and maybe used. I don't know. I'm not paying attention. Uh, sanitary I think they were clean. I think they were pulling them out of the dis- dispenser. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, the only like <laughs> loose, like it's just mad. The only loose gym period I ever remember was it was the like um, they would bring us into the weight room and it was just like mm-hmm. do record what you were doing, but like yeah. you can do what I'm not going to tell you all to ch- like record what you're doing. You have to do blah 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 blah. Another podcast I listened to has started, uh, the hosts have started giving each other the five timers award every time they tell a story for the fifth time on the podcast. I think this story might be a 20. Well, I didn't tell the full story. I just told. I know. I know. The the amuse bouche of the story. (laughs) Yes, I know. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, I didn't. I didn't need to tell the full story. I was not planning on it. I was like, I don't have to get there again. And then I'll tell my five timers, which was like when I was a senior, the gym teacher was very nice. And we'd be like, can we do this? And she'd be like, yeah, all right. And then we would like just do that thing for a while. Like, yo, can we play Mm -hmm. Frisbee, Ultimate Frisbee or whatever? Um, But yeah, it it is always mass chaos on the um, on the movie versions. Uh, But here we're playing football outside uh, and we meet our we meet some of our heroes. We got Shawnee Smith from uh, Saw and also an episode of the Saw of uh, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, right, right. And then uh, I cannot believe they never referenced this on Entourage because they would like reference actual movies that Kevin Dillon was in. As if in in the kayfabe his character was in them. Correct. Yeah. And I can't believe they never mentioned this because boy, howdy, this head of hair, this cabbage, baby. What a I looked at it and I was like, you look like the guy from Wayward Pines. And I was like, yes, I was like, is Ethan Hawke? No, that's not him. I was like, oh, it's it's his brother in Wayward Pines. Yes, yes. His, the actual brothers, Matt yeah. and Kevin. Kevin Dillon's actual yeah. brother, Matt Dillon, is the hero yes. of Wayward Pines. Matt Dillon here looking like Dollar Tree James Dean. And I just oh, love yeah. the whole rebel. This rebel has a cause. Well, it's saving you from the blob. A, he's wearing a pirate shirt for some reason. <laughs> he's absolutely so, wearing the puppy I shirt. I don't know right. why. But B, it's like... The town never like they I, they should show him committing a crime like show him sp- he should be spray painting something when right. we first meet him he should be more of a delinquent than just a guy jumping his bike over a ravine for no because reason. literally he is a, a boy in a leather jacket who just likes to go into the woods alone and jump his motorcycle which is not harming yeah. anyone like he's not putting anyone else in danger right and all of these people treat him like he is the scum of the earth. We also get like a lot of implied sad backstory of like almost certainly his, this is an orphan. His right? no, well, his mother's an alcoholic. Oh, right, and his right, right. he doesn't know who his dad is, and people make fun of him for it. And it's like, well, hang yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm getting yeah. reasoning like, for if he if he were to commit crimes, which I haven't seen him do. There's reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then later we have the the one nice person in town, which will I have a lot of things to say, so I just want to you know this is a, a small of that but just like the nice wait the waitress who's nice to them, mm-hmm. they clearly have a relationship where like she's like this kid's not gonna eat if i don't give him some food so i know he doesn't have the money but i'm gonna figure we have chi- we have a, a you know a big one of those big tubs of chicken salad and those metal yes. restaurant tubs that we just stretch yeah, saran yeah. wrap over the top yeah it's like well this is getting thrown out today anyway so let me just give him all the extra scoops that are in the tub you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. But he does, so we, we're in the woods, and he does this very dumb motorcycle jump that he looks like 
very unprepared for and fails miserably. Well, it sounds like his motorcycle is like failing or something. Yeah, it's it's like coughing and sputtering sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet here uh, Jeffrey DeMunn, character actor extraordinaire. Uh, he's from The Mist is what I know him from. Is, it, is this the, the, the cop, the sheriff, or is um, he the vagrant in this movie, not in The Mist? I think he's, I, yeah, I think he's the vagrant. Hold on. I'm looking it up because I just wrote it down without any other character information. It must be the vagrant because my next note here is about the meteor. So I'm going to go with the meteor. Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch The Walking Dead? Um, I've seen a couple clips. My boyfriend likes it. Okay. I think he played Herschel, maybe. Oh. Okay. Anyway, uh, we got the meteor hit. Meteorite. And an- Sorry, I Googled because I did want to know what is the difference between a meteor <laughs> oh, okay. and a meteorite. A meteorite is one that actually makes contact with the earth. Okay. He is the sheriff in the blob. Excuse me. Oh, so the sh- it's the sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff. I think I know him from, um, some other things too. I maybe, I or maybe I'll get to them. He's, when I get to them. He's got like a hundred IMDb credits, a hundred plus IMDb credits. He's a, he's a pretty prolific. Yeah, he might have, or maybe it's the deputy who was in an episode, maybe in an episode of Golden Girls. We'll get there. Okay. It's like a seek and find in my Um, notes. (laughs) That's what mine are too. So the meteorite hits and we got a Star Wars spark explosion. Oh, also Uh, real quick, Kevin Dillon, uh, Mm -hmm. or K. Dill, as I wrote in my notes to shorten. (laughs) I am shocked he never played a vampire in this, in this age for him. he absolutely he looks like a has vampire. this like youthful androgynous vampire face. Yes. Like sure, should sure, have been in Lost sure. Boys, could have been an interview with a vampire. Yes. Like he 100, I don't know any of this information to be true, but I would bet money that he was like a finalist for Lost Boys because he has the full look in this movie. And he that does. movie is 87. Although he does have more of the human boy hair, less the vampire boy hairs. Yeah, but if you put more product in this, it would be closer to the key. Because I feel like the difference is the human boy's hair is fairly naturalistic looking, even though I'm sure it's styled. Mm -hmm. And the Lost Boys are like, one quart of pomade, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have a shack decorated in hubcaps, which I just, it looked great on screen. And also the whole time I was like, why does he have so many hubcaps? Like, where does he have the access? Yeah, where's he taking them from? Um, also we should say, uh, written, this movie written by Frank Darabont, yeah. who would go on to, uh, make the first season of the walking dead. Maybe the, he and Jeffrey DeMond big reunion perhaps. Uh, and also, uh, the mist and Shawshank Redemption, some Stephen King adaptations. And I think everybody loves. green mile too. I think that's right. I'm not going to double check it, but I think you're, and right. then I want to say it's either dream child or dream warriors, but he wrote one of those two. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was on the Freddy game. Just one. Okay. Uh, so we have the meteor and it, it's, you know, ex- is this, does he explore the, it, uh, my notes are kind of a mess cause I was enjoying this movie so much. Is this, he, does he get blobbed right away here? No, they cut to the okay. pharmacy. Okay. I thought, because my next note was Art LaFleur as the pharmacy. Art LaFleur and Del Close. And I was like, I swear yes. we just did something with one of them. And I, it's, it's not, we didn't cause I checked their history, their IMDb. Oh, interesting. But I'm like, these, they sound uh, so familiar. Their names sound so familiar. I was like, I, we definitely just like. LaFleur, uh, I definitely know best as Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. Well, yeah. Even though I've seen like 20 movies with him. And uh, Del Close, someone who I've never seen act before, but he is the godfather of improv. Yeah. he Didn't he start Upright Citizens Brigade? He essentially, yeah, he essentially invented long form improv. So uh, yeah, he's a reverend here. And he, this performance is delightful because it's, he understands exactly what movie he's in mm-hmm. and is like. And what oh, his yeah, purpose I'll, I'll is in this that. film. Yeah, I'll give you Crazy Reverend in a B movie. Yeah, no problem. I understand exactly what that looks like. So this is where we cut back to the the vagabond. Oh, wait. 
but this is the great scene where they're in the they're buying condoms and they had to like you couldn't just like buy them and go to the self checkout. You had to go to the yeah, pharmacy. Yeah, random things like, were behind the counter. We're behind the pharmacy counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. My guess is like even in this small town, condoms would be a high theft item because people don't want to pay for them because they're embarrassed yeah. to like be seen with them. So that's probably the answer uh, in this in this small town. But I love it's like two two guys. Uh, and the one is like, oh, I'm buying them for my friend. He's too embarrassed to come up here. And it's just like, oh, OK, OK. And this pays off later. We'll, we can, yeah, we'll we can get wait there for it. But uh, but it's like th- then as the kid is buying condoms, in comes the pastor to be like, I haven't seen you at Sunday services for a while, my son. And he's like, ah, yes, father. He kind of uh, looks like Judge uh, Doom a little bit. The reverend. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, this is where I was not sure if this movie was taking place in the 50s or the 80s. Decidedly, it is the 80s yeah. later based on all the cars and stuff. But the the outfits and vibes is all very 1950s to me. It, it's sort of timeless. Like, th- there's mm, nothing that fair. specifically says the time frame. There's no like phone, then phones or computers or anything like right. that. And the movie within right. a movie just feels like a generic slasher movie. Sure, sure. Uh, so the the vagrant, uh, the guy, you know, well, I guess he has a house. I don't know what we call him. The the hill person, <laughs> the vagabond. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's out looking at the blob meteorite, and he reaches for it, and wouldn't you with know a it, stick? The blob blobs him. Uh, no, not yet. It blobs right the, the stick, stick, and then it climbs, so we can right. It slurps up to his hand, so we can do some cool reverse shots. I I gotta say, I love all the updated blob effects. Yeah, really good. That is the part. Like, I love the the original cheesy effects. I have a deep fondness mm-hmm. for them. And it was truly like a, um, when I worked at the newspaper. So the town we grew up in, Downing Town was really close to uh, Phoenixville, which is where the theater in the, the, the original blob, the theater is in Phoenixville. And I worked for a newspaper that covered Phoenixville when I was an intern. So I actually interviewed the guy. He passed away a few years ago, but a guy named Wes Shank, who is a prop collector who owned the original blob. And I had a really fun conversation with to, uh, this guy. My friend is like the manager of events for that theater. I'll have to ask him if they... Is that right? Yeah. I'll have to be like, hey, do you still have... Like, do they still have access to the blob when they do, like, the actual piece of the blob when they do blob I ass- fest? I assume that his family would have sold it to somebody who was local just to keep it in the area, because he was a big supporter of blob fest. He came every Yeah, well, to me, it makes sense that they would have even sold it to the theater. Also, if you know the events manager, why didn't we do a commentary track for this movie at the blob fest? This year was the anniversary. This feels like it would have been right on. What anniversary? Oh, it's a, I guess it is a fiver. I mean... I was trying to think of what your anniversary was. I mean, I, I, I don't know that we are big enough to be like, hey, your very established event. Can we do... Come on, they can put us in one of the B theaters. Can we two doofuses do commentary? Elvira style? I've been doing a podcast for 10 years. It's fine. Um, I love this cut from... The Jello? The blob up this guy's arm to the kid slurping the Jello. It's good. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I like, I like good, like comedy cuts like we were getting uh, last episode in the Friday 13th yeah. part 6 here's the other thing I wanted to bring up that I have I just found in my notes and I, uh, I'm i going to have to change tabs here because I pulled this up but this movie is directed by Chuck Russell who has mm-hmm. a absolutely buck wild IMDB as a director so uh, the blob here is uh, 1988 the year before he directed Dream Warriors uh, Night- Nightmare on Elm Street 3 oh maybe that was uh, he and Frank Darabont did that together then it's possible. So he directs these two, Blob's 88. 
He does nothing for six years as a director. And then he comes and does The Mask with Jim Carrey, which is just really? an enormous hit. I mean, huge, lots of money. Was that a, that and was then, a sleeper hit, though, right? Like, the, the studios didn't think it was going to be... Like, they thought it would be good, but they a, didn't think it was going to be what it was. I think it made a shitload of money, though. Like, that's usually how you get your next job out there. Yeah, but no, I just mean, like, I, I don't... I mean, that I can see them giving him the mask, because they were like, it's going to be whatever. Like, it'll be good, but it's yeah. not going to be oh, a tentpole. Oh, sure, sure. No, I... Yes, that's how he ends up with that job. But you would think after that, he would get, like, a little more cachet, but... It's a two-year break, and then he does Eraser, uh, which is the Schwarzenegger one, and and uh, uh, oh oh, uh, Miss Williams. Williams. Yes, I was like yeah. Miss America. So, also, I don't think that was a failure. I don't know its box office, but I think like a fair. I think it's more of a cult film, probably. But but I'm saying just like it didn't. It wasn't a bomb. The studio didn't lose a shitload of money on it. No, I would I would you be shocked I mean? to learn that. Four years go by, he does Bless the Child, which is... Uh, is that like uh, a Lifetime type thing? Or like a horror? No, it's... it's. I've never heard of this movie before, but it's Kim Basinger and Jimmy Smits. So it's like, not nobodies, but definitely is like a B movie. Yeah. And then he follows that up. He directs The Scorpion King in 2002. Oh, wow. Which is like a big spinoff of a very successful movie. I don't think I ever watched this and actual then, Scorpion King movie. It's dreadful. I mean, the CGI is like so bad. And then eight years go by. He does an episode of Fringe on television. <laughs> Te- another six years go by and he starts doing these direct to DVD type movies. He's got one of them in 2016, one in 2019, 2022. But what a bizarre career of like, you. I would have to think like, how does the guy who directs The Mask not get a little cachet to do some shit? Yeah. I mean, who knows with Hollywood behind the scenes bullshit? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's Charles Russell di- digression. Uh, and then this is the legitimate like bark laugh for me when the boyfriend comes to the to Shawnee Smith's house and uh, she's like, "Oh, I want you to meet my dad." And he was the other guy at the store who the friend was like, "Oh, they're for hit the condoms are for him." And Art Lafleur flips down. Uh, sorry, we see a guy reading a newspaper. Flip down, boom! It's Art Lafleur who now is like, "This is the guy who had to get condoms because he was taking out the loosest girl in school," according to the friend. No, I, no, no, no. It was him. Easiest. Girl. He he knew that he was lying then. No, no, this is the, the, the one who actually purchased the condoms isn't the one who takes the girl out, is it? I swear it is. No, I think the joke is like, it's this, oh, I'm buying condoms for this other guy because he has a date with the easiest girl in school. And then, the, the, here, sure enough, the guy coming to take out his daughter calls her the easiest girl in school and has bought condoms. I don't remember it being that way. Okay. I thought it was that he's like caught him in the lie. No, I, th- I I thought it was the other thing of like, oh, you're the one who needed condoms. You're taking my daughter out? How dare you? Whatever. Yeah. We're not going to go check it, so we should just move on. Um, Kevin Dillon is in the woods. Um, I love this move here. He's like working on his bike. He borrowed some tools from somebody earlier, and he hears some noises in the woods, and he flicks on the headlight, and he's like turning the handlebars. It's so good. Like as a searchlight. It's really great direction here. And he sees um, the, the Vagabond. Is that what the word we settled on? Mm-hmm. I think the hill person is what I said, but maybe Vagabond. See, that means we're just going to say hill witch, and he's not a witch. No, he's a hill person, not a hill witch. Um, he's Not not all hill people are witches, but all hill witches are hill people. <laughs> I guess. Um, But he sees, uh, Kevin Dillon sees him try to chop his hand off, and the blob, like, he's like, no, 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 I want that hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So they 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 try to get him to um to get some help. And hit him with a car. As, you know, as it's eating a hand, he gets hit by a car, which is very good. Uh, uh, we take him I, to the hospital. I will say, or the, I guess it's technically a doctor's. I office. think you know it is a. Ho- they say it's a hospital later because I had that same question. Um, I will say it's impressive how no one has accidentally touched the blob on this man. Yes. Like, yes. come on. Well, to be fair, wouldn't you be like, "What the hell is that?" I'm not. No, but like, if you're <laughs> when you're picking someone up off the ground who you hit by a car. Your first thought isn't, oh, let me not touch the goop. It's like, let me get this man yeah, off the ground because he was wrapped around my bumper for a second. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Like, I don't think anyone's going out of their way to touch it, but it just seems sure. a little... Accidental goopage. A little suspicious that no one accidentally touched the blob. Uh, so we're in the um, in the hospital. We're trying to figure out what's going on with this guy. Uh, what we think is the hero of this film, Paul, yes, uh, the, the the football player who was on the date with Shawnee. I will also say it real quick he before goes, you, because I know where you're going. We get a yeah. good joke of does he have insurance? Yeah, excellent. And and they're both like we don't know. He's a vagrant. And then the, he walk. They they bring him in and they're like we don't know his name or anything about him, but he got hit by a car and he has something on his hand. And then the nurse turns to like I don't know a, another nurse, a male nurse with a wheelchair. And hands him a yeah. folder and goes, please put this man in room three. And I was like, what was in the folder? Yeah. Because then she hands it's, the kids a packet of information to fill out. And it's like, well, wh- the folder is just a piece of paper that says homeless male, man, v- vagrant, goo on hand, goopy, goopy handed vagrant. Yes. In like the middle of a, a, a loose leaf. And I was like, what is in this paper? What is in this folder? <laughs> it's. It's a single piece of torn out notebook paper, so it's got the like frillies. a rough edge. The ruffles, yeah. Uh, so we we have Paul, who we think is going to be our hero, go to check on the the hillman, and he is turned into just like waist down, dissolved table. So gross looking, and the punchline of this being that we hear a noise, we look up, and up, oh, Paul ain't the hero. Paul of this got blobbed. He's he got full blobbed. It had went head first. It like, well, it's great. Cause he's calling the police and then you see the door close behind him and the blob is closing the door and like squiggling yes. itself up the wall. Like <laughs> the blob yeah. thinks a little too much for my taste. Like <laughs> I think he could do 5% less thinking. Sure. Sure. It seems a little too calculating for a space blob. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It is an intelligent space blob, but you're not wrong. Um, the other complaint I have is that, like... Also, this is, like, really gnarly. He's, like, reaching for help and mid-scream, so his, like, jaws and eyes... His jaw and eyes are wide open, and he's Getting dissolved. And then Shawnee Smith comes in and sees this happening, and he's, like... He's still in there enough that he can, like, move his eyes to look at her and be, like, pleading for help. It's crazy gross. Um... Like the only thing I don't love, one of the things I don't love is that it seems a little too arbitrary of when the blob is acidic and when it's just like hanging yeah. out. Yes. Like it's almost like it's almost like and this is purely headcanon. The movie did not tell it me decides. It's almost like well, it's like, yeah, like the blob catches you but doesn't necessarily digest you right away. Uh yeah. So there's a there's a D and D monster called the gelatinous cube that is just fully They were selling blob. one. Yes, I saw. It was like clear and had all sorts of weapons embedded in it. I feel mm-hmm. like, 
or armor and weapons and stuff. Um, and so like the way that DMs usually use these is they like drop them on people so that it like basically catches you all inside it. But the the creature in Dungeons and Dragons deals damage fairly slowly, but it is acid damage. It's not like nothing. Mm-hmm. But in the game version, you want to be able to rescue your friend. And I don't know that I feel like I want the movie version to do that. Like, I don't know that I need the blob to be, I don't know if I want a scene, which doesn't exist in this movie. So it's a moot point, but talking about what you're saying, like, I don't think I would want a scene where if you get in the blob, you can get pulled back out and survive. But I also don't want the blob to just be acid. So I kind of like the way they do it in this movie where it's like sort of like the D&D rules. But well, I just mean like if it feel like he pretty much got blobbed and immediately started to dissolve, which yeah, is how I, th- yeah. I want it. Because like it was just hanging out on the home on the, the vagrant's right. hand. It was almost like the blob was smart enough, as you said, too smart, but like smart enough that the blob was like, wait for other oh, people. Wait. Exactly. I got to get closer to other people before I start eating. Yeah. I think if if everyone who got blobbed was treated like and all, almost all of them are, it's not a big, you know, disparity, but mm-hmm. it does happen enough that I'm like, eh, it's a little consistency. Like if everyone got 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 you. the Paul treatment where like you get sucked in and you're it's you're already starting to go. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Uh so Kevin Dillon gets arrested. And they're like, you were, well, you were involved. We also this. don't see, like, Why do you think we don't see what the police see. And Shawnee Smith has said what happened, what she said, what she saw happened. Right. But I'm like, what are like, did everyone just disappear? Like what, right. what right. did the police see that make them go? A human is responsible for this. I wonder if it's like, there's no evidence that anyone was there. So they think he like took the bodies elsewhere but even that would be insane given the circumstances of this like he was at the hospital yeah or no i guess kevin dylan he was there and left at the hospital yeah 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 uh we'll come back to kevin dylan arrested later because right now we have to cut to make out point where we have this supernatural trunk of storage except it's for scumbag lothario yeah with money to burn on jostin's class rings apparently he, I, I don't think they're real class rings. I think these are like knockoff. I think they just look like class rings. Pop. Oh, yeah, yeah. He has a bunch of fake class rings and the chains that he can give the girl. So it's like, you can wear my ring around your neck. Uh, he's got uh, drinks. An electric drinkster? An beater. Or yeah, an egg yeah, beater? Or like, a, like a milkshake maker. Like a milkshake maker. Yeah. Right? It's or is it an egg beater? Yeah. So strange. He's got chocolate covered strawberries. Yeah. I, I was like, I hate him. He's garbage, but I do. I, yeah. I enjoy this like pimp my ride trunk setup. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very good. I wanted honestly like the movie where we see like the pimp like <laughs> it like the I want exhibit being like, all right, so you want to take girls and convince them that you're they're the only one for you. So what we've got is a bucket of class rings. <laughs> And to help with seduction, chocolate-covered strawberries. And they cut to one of the mechanics doing, like, a big eye, like, YouTuber face. Like, whoa! <laughs> did, wait, did, did that, was, was, like, reactions like that part of that show? I can't, I barely oh, remember yeah. that show. I, I, I've, I, my memory says yes. Who the hell knows if that's accurate? But in my memory, they had a lot of, like, whoa! When they would, like, show off some effect that they I had. remember it was, it was Pit My Ride, Parental Control, and Room Raiders. Were the big three yep. on MTV. The triumvirate, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was always like, hey, I know you like like fish, so I turned your trunk into an aquarium. And it's like, well, now I yes. don't have a trunk. 
Yeah, and also I have to keep these fish alive. It's much more complicated when you. Make I guess a we're in California, so that's always going to be pretty temperate. But like, I don't have to worry about it freezing. No, but then it would be too hot. These poor fish are going to boil in here. I'm going to have fish soup. <laughs> but at least they're not free. Like, this is not like a frozen block. <laughs> it's just oh yeah, I brought the car home to Minnesota, and here we go. Look at the trunk, and they open it. It's just a solid, a solid block, block of, of, of fish, fish of it. fish water. Or it would be like the one girl was like liked fashion so they <laughs> an entire uh clothing rack lifted out of her trunk yeah. and a sewing machine it's yeah it was always so insane and the i've seen like a few like 10 years later like car has obviously like fallen into complete disrepair thing mm-hmm. um where it's just like oh this is this is a huge bummer look at all the broken shit inside it <laughs> cuz the other thing was like People are always driving like shitty high schooler cars, you know, that they got for two grand. And I only remember like twice on the show where they were like, hey, um, we were doing the inspection of your car and um, the body is just like broken in half. So we're going to buy you a new car because it would be insanely dangerous to let you keep driving this vehicle (laughs) on the road. I don't remember those. There were two that I remember where it was like, this car is literally too dangerous to be on the roads. Like, you shouldn't have been driving it to begin with. We can't pimp this ride. Like, the frame is broken. Okay. How, how come that's not had, like, a like a streaming renaissance moment? I honestly, I feel the same way. It's shocking to me. Because, like, obviously the Room Raiders and the parental control can get weird and problematic. But, like, Pimp My Ride was mm-hmm. just weird, stupid cars. Right. right. Painted like a bumblebee because uh, the girl said she liked bumblebees. Yeah. Parental control is the one where the parents can decided who you'd go on the date. The with, parents would always got it wrong. I think it was the parents would pick either one or like multiple people for you to go on a date with. And then the okay. parents sat there with the boyfriend or girlfriend that they hated and watched the dates. Oh, and then right. at the it end, was, the kid had to pick if they wanted hate. to go who their parents were. Yes, yes, I totally forgot. Okay. Oh, and next, was, next was we, the fourth one. There were four. Next, next Room Raiders, we watched, we, parental control. I have really fond memories of like a six hour probably not six hour but like a multi-hour next from like 10 p.m to 2 a.m no no this was from like noon to like six and it was like we were watching it was like early afternoon and then like a bunch of us went to the diet it was in college that a bunch of us went to the diner and it was like do you guys want to you want to eat here or and then someone was like I kind of just want to get takeout and go keep watching next and we were like all right and so then we all did that and then it became like slowly people would come in and they'd be like what are you doing like oh we're watching next and then they would sit down and then like another person would come in and like oh what are you doing? oh okay and they would sit down and then it became like 30 people watching next like hooting and hollering just like <laughs> fully into this dumbass show of like See I remember you and I watching it at at the at, a, yeah. at the beach house and yeah, that's where I was, used to watch. That's where I was picturing the like 10 yeah. p.m. to 2 a.m. like late night yes, block on MTV. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Also, the 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 gay episodes of Next are truly next level. Like <laughs> they are, they are so fun. I am queer myself, and I want to hate crime these people. <laughs> they're so mean. They're mean. Also, like they're all just boning on the bus. Like half the t- half of the gay oh, episodes, yeah. they cut to the bus and they're yeah. like doing lap dances. It's like. On the party it's bus. It's like a four, it's a, the four people on the bus are simultaneously making it. Yeah. They're like, we all got rejected. Who gives a shit? I'll pole dance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They all thought this was going to be uh, their time to shine. 
<laughs> going to Patreon, Trip and Andrew watch mid late nineties MTV. Honestly, if y'all are okay with that for one of the Patreon <laughs> episodes, I'm down for something stupid like that. The MTV watch along. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it'd be funny. I've been saying we should do um we should do like a classic Nickelodeon lineup. Oh, like, that too. Are you afraid of the dark. Rugrats. Yeah. And the other one I've been saying we should do, which I think you are less into than me, but like a classic Nickelodeon game shows lineup. We do like a guts. See, I uh, was double dare. I was more into the figure it out than I was the mm. du- the guts and double dare, but I'm We could we could do it. We could do figured out in there. I'm well. fine with doing three episodes, like one or yeah. The, the fun, the the fun with the guts is is I've been watching uh, uh, some people on YouTube and they like pick a person and then like gamble on it, which is oh that's fun. One YouTuber I like was yeah. like I have searched. She was like I have an eBay alert for a piece of the aggro crag. Sure, sure. She's like one of those kids has got to sell it. Yeah, yeah. They've come up every now and again. Yeah. They sell for a surprisingly low amount of money. I'm I'm guessing it's less than a thousand. I don't remember the exact amount, but I remember thinking it would be more, but it, it wasn't. It, like I was expecting more in the like five to ten range. Mm. So if you if y'all are not are open to the idea of the the early aughts MTV watch along, the nineties yeah. nickel the Nickelodeon game show watch along, or the classic yeah. Nickelodeon like just show watch along. Let us know because yeah, I w- yeah. I like this idea yeah. of changing it up and doing something yeah. different. I, I I think it would be fun. I think I think we could. I think we can. I think we can swing this. Well, you know, comment below or I guess you can't do that. This is a podcast. This is not a Patreon episode. Send us a tweet or something. There we go. Uh, so Vicky, who's in the in the car with this Lothario, she gets got by the blob, and we don't quite know it yet, but she's been got while he's making these drinks and getting an extra class ring for her. Yeah. I wrote, get blobbed, rapist scum. Yeah, this is the blob's first righteous kill, but not its last righteous kill. No, and so. this is what I want out of my horror movies. I was saying it last episode, like, I, show me why this person deserves to die. Like, this this mm-hmm. man, this gross, gross teen is clearly a rapist. So, yeah. get blobbed. Yeah, if he's not a rapist, he's at least sexually assaulting. He's going to get there. He might not be there now, but I feel like I'm one of the fucking, the three ladies in the water in that Tom Cruise movie. I'm like, I can see the future crimes. Let's just blob him now. <laughs> Minority report. The Precogs, that was her name. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I think actually only one of them is a lady. Oh, are, oh I, thought they, I thought it was like three. I think it's two boys and a girl. Oh, I thought it was supposed to be like the three fates from Greek mythology kind of bullshit. No, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it's two boys and a girl. Truly could not matter. I just recently watched that movie. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, but this one is really gnarly because he starts trying to like, he thinks she's asleep and he starts trying to touch her between her legs, which is really. No, it's, it's, it is her, it is her breasts. Not that it's any better. It's still. Oh, you're right. It's still someone asleep, not consenting, but. But I I thought he starts unbuttoning her blouse and then he reaches between your legs and that's when the. No, he reaches into her blouse and gets blobbed. Oh, you're right. You're right. He gets boob blobbed. It's like almost like. It's almost like Videodrome. Yes, or or the James Woods um, has that like slot in his gut. The uh, in the thing. You are pantomiming getting slimed on Nickelodeon. Is what you are pantomiming. Pantomiming what? You are pantomiming getting slimed on Nickelodeon. No, 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 no. I'm Nickelodeon in the thing. The the clear. Oh, the 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 uh the 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 heart pattern. Yes, yes. Where the the body opens up and bites him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I can't think of words right now. My brain the shock is broken. Paddles? The defibs? Yeah, that's it. Uh, but yeah, so he gets he gets really gnarly. And also, uh, Vicky like sort of 
sucks into herself like like she's an empty husk that starts going like, like implodes like drawn in I, honestly what i think it would actually look like is if you like were in a spaceship and there was a hole in the spaceship and you got sucked through the spaceship hole oh yeah yeah, yeah. or like um the one kill in that one friday the 13th movie with the brainiac girl lisa yeah, i think her name yeah, is yeah, nope yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe lisa want to suck face and then mm-hmm Wait, is that Friday the 13th or is that Nightmare on Elm Street? You know what it is? I, me- I meant Nightmare. I said Friday, I okay. meant Nightmare. You did the same thing I did recently on the Friday episode where I was doing <laughs> Jason yeah. as Freddy. Bitch! <laughs> Wanna suck face? Yeah. Bitch! Uh, so Kevin Dillon is set free because the uh, the sheriff's like, we got nothing. And he licks the, the, the mean cop, which I love. I love weird yes, the- <laughs> and leaning into the androgynous vampire <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Also, a poor turtle and got blobbed. Yeah, as they're showing, really, sad. as they're showing the blob really like sad. roll up a, a fence, we see a poor turtle. <laughs> yeah, I was very sad about the turtle. Um, so he gets set free. the The deputy is like adamant that he had something to do with it. And the sheriff's like he clearly could not have committed this crime. It would be impossible. also there's the no like, blood on him at all, right? And this is where the right. deputy is like, "Your mom's an alcoholic, and you don't know who your father is." Ha ha. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Weird. Cool, man. Cool. How You're old are you? Re- really great representative of your community, aren't you? It's been established that he's not 18 yet. How old are you? Right. right. Deputy. <laughs> this boy has a this boy has a sad life. Uh so he meets Shawnee Smith, who's like, hey, I saw the weird shit that's happening. What's going she on? She also pretended to like, take I a don't... sedative at home so she could sneak out. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know. I need a sandwich. So they go to the diner. And he and the he's, he says closing. you can't pay bail with your with your car- credit card. And I was like, you can't pay bail with a card. I bet that you can't. Why? I don't know. They don't let you buy lottery tickets with a card. Oh, I like never processed that. That was like, I know you could. Well, no, you can now. I think you can now. You can use your credit card. I think you can use a debit card, but I don't think you can use a credit card. Oh, I mean, I only do scratchers, so. You, yeah, but you can't use a credit card to buy them. I thought it's I don't. At this point, all my any scratcher money I win goes back into the scratchers. <laughs> you have a scratcher it's, order board. Yeah, it's, it's I'm because I win like five bucks, ten bucks here and there. So it's it's not like sure, I'm sure, sure. hitting the jackpot. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'll buy another I, stupid I, scratcher. See what happens. I tend to buy like a Powerball or Mega Millions if they get close to a billion dollars, and I've only ever been able to buy those with cash. So that mm. is what I assumed. Maybe it's different in PA. Uh, anyway, this is nonsense and no one cares. Um, also, maybe you couldn't do it back then with a credit card, but you could now. You probably could pay bail with a credit card. I don't know. Yeah. I've never I've never been uh, in that situation, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he goes to the diner, and I, the, uh, I've never had this level of regular anywhere. I had a phase when I was working my first job when I went to the same place for happy hour every Friday because I could not afford to go out to eat. But at this place, they had a free buffet. And three dollar beers, so I could pay ten bucks, tip nicely, and eat like twenty chicken wings for for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, this this and, might be a fiber that, story. Oh yeah, but that got to my level of like I could nod at the bartender and they would pour my drink ahead of other people. That's the only time I've had any regular status. But I still don't think that would have been regular enough to where it's like you walk in at closing and you're like, "Can you just make me a sandwich?" And they're like, "Yeah, all right." I mean, I think sandwich if sandwich is definitely like low level because you're not you're not firing up the grill you're not doing anything right i think most places if you walked in and you were like look i've been on the road all day i'm exhausted there's nowhere else in town open i just really need some food even if you just 
don't even make the sandwich if you can just give me the bread and the cheese and the ham just put it all in one of those to-go boxes and i'll figure it out myself yeah yeah like i don't need lettuce here's a 20 yeah just like please sandwich me please i think you'd probably be okay in most situations yeah well it's like that uh the the margaritaville video for uh eddie burback did you watch that one yeah yeah they got to oh that's right the place was like they got to one and it was supposed to be open an hour later than it was and they were like yes look literally we just like a basket of chips and we can count it that we ate here please yeah yeah i'm doing something very stupid but it's something i've committed to and it's all hinging on this uh yeah i think most people if you're nice to them will be nice to you yeah that's the golden rule be be nice and don't be sneaky and people will do things for you most likely yeah yeah exactly um but this is we this is where this is Fran, the very nice waitress, and this is the next thing I wrote, which was if Fran the nice waitress gets it in this kitchen, I'm gonna be so mad. I thought she was and, pregnant yeah. in my in my like mind's eye she does she has like that kind of energy of just like the nicest i'm I'm woman. pregnant and single was the vibe was yeah. like the energy she gives off. And so, like, the sink is acting weird, and of course, we know why the sink is messed up, and I'm like, Fran, get away from the sink! Fran! <laughs> Fran! And so the other- Oh, they're also locked the in the diner. Like, oh yeah, they're yes, locked yes. in. Um, so the the guy uh, who's also working the in cook, the kitchen probably. Like, hey, don't worry, Fran, I'll, I'll do it. He's like the cook. He looks like a cook, and he starts, like, plunging the sink. He's movie and- diner cook, which means he's in, like, a cut-off yes. t-shirt crop top that's a little sweaty. Yep. With a the little, like, paper. <laughs> the stupid hat paper hat and, the, and a white and a yeah. greasy white apron. Yeah, he looks like he's been cooking for 28 hours straight. Uh, but this is one of the coolest practical effects in the movie where he's trying to plunge her the sink and it doesn't work. And then he sticks his hand in and the blob sucks a human man into a two inch wide drain. He got a nice ass because that's get He gets flipped <laughs> in the air. And I was like, OK, yeah. I got, give credit. And then you are hoping the pants. I was like, first. is this going to is this going to go somewhere? The tiny whitey <laughs> moment. Um, no, instead, he he Santa Claus is the pipes as he gets sucked in. He does. Yeah. I was waiting for a scene where we cut to like a faraway shot and the sink, the like the drain, the trap, the the U-pipe in the sink mm-hmm. was suddenly like, shroomp, like a human sized, like a like a boa constrictor eating, a, eating a person. Yeah. Well, that's what so when I say Santa Claus, that's what happens in Nightmare Before Christmas when Santa gets shoved down the tube, the Oogie Boogie tube. Oh, it like, like bulges out. Oh, OK. I forgot about that. Well, I haven't seen that movie in a long yeah. time, so it's a breezy seventy minutes. I thought you, I thought you were talking about the, Tim Allen, the Santa, Santa Claus, Claus with an E. And I was like, does he get trapped in a chimney? Probably. That feels no, like but I think the be. chimneys. I think they digitally widen. Like when he gets up, the chimney like digitally yeah, widens yeah. and like does the snake that thing. That makes sense. But this is like a completely unreal practical effect. We get the bulging pipe. It sprays goo to the ceiling in a really gnarly fashion. Mm-hmm. It's clearly like they shot it upside down and just dropped the blob and then flipped the footage and all the composite work is good. Like, are they all predominantly composite shots when it's the blob? Yeah, but they look good. Yeah. And also the, the this version of the blob is kind of tentacly, which is different than the old movie, but it's something that I think really works for making the blob a little more dynamic. Well, it seems like they the blob happened and then the John Carpenter made the thing. And they were like, well, hang on. If we're going to make the blob, let's let's pull a few elements of that. It does feel like it lives in the same, like it's, it's like a sister film to the thing, yeah, the way the yeah. blob is presented. I think it's 
it's definitely got a lot of the, the people who made this movie loved the thing. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we get this great sequence. So Fran and Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith are like they hear the commotion. They try to figure out what's going on. They're like, oh shit! They start running for the free for the freezer, and it's this fabulous '50s style rear projection of them like running uh-huh. in place with the screen behind them of the blob like moving toward them. Really, like right out of the 1950s version of this movie. Really nice little touch. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I meant when I said composite shots. That it's a lot yeah, of those type yeah. things. Uh, and they they get to the freezer, and it looks like they exploded the Stay Puft marshmallow. Yeah, I was like, here. why is this freezer covered in white? It's covered in white goo. Like, I, you know, I think it's supposed to be like everything is frosted over, but it looks like marshmallow goo. At best, it looks like marshmallow goo. Yes. At worst, it's a teenage boy. <laughs> it's a lot. It would be many teenage boys. It, it, but it's just like it does. I I watched this, and I was like, wait a minute. I'm sure for they were just trying to like cover everything in white paint splotches to be like it's make yeah. it look cold, <laughs> but like right, right. Think of something yeah, else, it's man. Like, I don't know. Get a get a fog machine. Do that thing where you have the actors put an ice cube in their mouth so their breath fogs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's it's very very wild. And so this, it's just Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith in the freezer. Fran ends up jumping out the window of the of a different part of the kitchen. Yeah, they get separated by like a blob tentacle. Yeah, and this is where we find out, okay, the blob hates the cold, uh, so it, like, won't come under the freezer door, uh, which is a nice holdover from the original and, like, a good Achilles heel for this monster, and a logical one, too, yeah. of, like, you know, if it's cold, this thing just, you know, doesn't work. And that's what, also, in the, in the video game Zombies Ate My Neighbors, that was how you handled the yes. blob. Well, it was only temporary. I don't think you, I don't think it, you could kill the you, blob. I thought, I think you could, I thought you could freeze the blobs and then shatter them. Oh, maybe you could. You could only temporarily stop the Jason Voorheeses by freezing them. Yeah, and or with the uh, the clown, the the inflatable yeah, clowns. It would hold them in place. Yeah. Um, but this is this. I was so sad. I literally wrote like, "No, Fran, don't get in the phone booth. What are you thinking? <laughs> that's a confined space. The blob could surround you." And of course, that's exactly what happens. Fran frantically calling the police. Hey, the sheriff's supposed to be on his way, and they're like, "They said he was coming to check on you." And then the blob envelops her, and sure enough, we see the sheriff. I love that reveal, and I don't even care that it's it happened off screen. So gross. Yeah, no, it 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 makes perfect sense for this effect, mm-hmm. like to, to to seal this bit, for it to be off screen, and also he looks gnarly as hell in there, so it's not like you miss anything. Well, I love that they show the face, and you're like, they're like the audience might not know that that is the sheriff, so let's make sure we yeah. he slides up a little bit and we see the sheriff star. Yeah, I I watched this scene like four times. It's because incredible. It is incredible. And also I was like, is this a dummy? Because if it is, it's one of the best it's dummies a dummy. I've ever seen. And okay, because I was like really hoping they didn't put a human being. This seemed so dangerous to do a human being. They basically have the blob surround this phone booth on all sides and squish it inside so hard that the glass like explodes. It like implodes. Person. Yeah. It's incredible looking. I truly rewound it like four times. Yeah. If you slow it down, you can see towards the end of the shot that like one of the limbs of the doll of the dummy is like Goes off weird. okay like it's like broken off of the dummy so i that's what makes me think dummy shot i i assumed it was a dummy because i watched it like four times and the, and the, it was like like i said i if this wasn't a dummy the person inside got the shit got a concussion even if it was sh- yeah even if it was sugar glass like it looked like they basically exploded four airbags simultaneously around this central mm-hmm. pillar 
Um, also, the uh, Shawnee Smith K Dill relationship feels very killer clowns mm-hmm. to me. Oh sure. The um the 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 girl and the police officer in that movie who like had a history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept waiting yeah, for them to like have it. Like we have a history, but they never did that. Yeah, I was waiting for it to be like we were childhood friends. Yeah, anything. You know that like not a romantic history, just like a, oh we know each other. Yeah. Um, we get a really good classic hero line from kevin dylan here where they're trying to get into a place and the the door is locked and he's like i got a key and he picks up a brick and smashes the window so they can get in mm-hmm. just like Mwah, that's perfect this is where we see him where he's wearing a pirate he's taken off his leather jacket and i'm like is that a yes. pirate shirt uh, you should probably put are you going to the red fair um, my dude <laughs> you uh you need to put away the Avasti mateys and get back to the rebel with a cause to save you from the- but also like why wasn't he just why like it takes more effort to find that shirt than a plain white t-shirt so like what was the costume you know department doing you know what it is i think maybe the mom alcoholic mom doesn't buy him clothes and so he's just kind of to wear her clothes and she's like a blousey <laughs> her blouse you know? her sensible work blouse yeah exactly it's like night. If you saw a woman wearing it, you'd be like, "Oh, she's ready for work." But here on Kevin Dillon, you're like, "Avast, ye scurvy scoundrels!" <laughs> so he's just like, "Ugh, this is the only clean thing in the house," and it's like he's wearing his mom's mom's clothes. Um, the Reverend uh, uh, Del Del Close. Del Close. I was like, "It's not art. It's the other one." Del Boca Vista. <laughs> yeah, the Reverend Del Boca Vista. Um, he hears the blo- the blob sounds are really cool. It's just like very. Yeah ominous and unsettling and he watches the blob go into the sewer and then sees the destroyed diner and like goes in and sees the frozen blob and he jars some of it yeah i also like that very sinister very creepy feeling i like this a lot as soon as the blob freezes it turns into like perfect um geode crystals yes i'm like i feel like it's a frozen thing shattering is gonna be more organic shapes than this like right yeah. perfect perfectly shaped you know even even if it froze with like a hard uh square edges like you know, different things freeze in different ways like have different crystalline patterns but like even if it was squared off things you'd think they would be different sizes and shapes and not just like <laughs> uniform ice cubes because it, it's it's the it's like an octagon with the point on the end it's the full it's yeah. fully something you would buy in a gift shop from like crystal caverns yeah. or whatever yeah very clearly they had one you know, mold, mold or yeah. mass number of them but they just like you know made a bunch uh so this is where uh Kevin Dillon and Shawnee Smith find the original crash site and they find the E.T. That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote. E-team. I was waiting for Peter Coyote to pop in and be like, well, uh, we got to explain this situation to you. But first they make it seem like it's a spaceship. Yes. And then they reveal it's it's E.T. style G-Men. Um, yeah. And just like word of advice. If you ever hear a like government scientist man, especially in a hazmat it- suit, but. Yeah, I was going to say, in a full rebreather hazmat suit with, like, a circulator pack and everything. Especially that, but even if he's not. If he ever says, you know, something to the effect of, oh, I'm a, a biological contain, I'm part of a biological containment team for the government. You say, very nice to meet you. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then you run. You wait till you're yes, out of sight and you sprint window. to the edge of yeah. town as fast as you can. 100%. Because. Yeah. Bicycle, motorcycle, train, whatever you can get on. Get the hell Every out of time there. the government sends something like this in a movie, it ends with a bomb. You Like, yes. they're blowing yeah. up the town. 
<laughs> they are putting all of you in a confined space so they can kill you all at once. Yeah, they're they're doing the end of World War Z. They're putting you all in the stadium to just sure. blow it up. My favorite version of this, mild spoilers for a fairly old movie at this point, but the remake of The Crazies, they're like... <laughs> Oh, we're blowing everything up, and they're like racing away from it in an eighteen wheeler from the. I don't remember the blowing up in that movie. Oh yeah, the very end of the movie is is um, Timmy Oliphant and I forget what the actress's name is, but they're like in this eighteen wheeler, like pedals to the metal as the mushroom cloud is like getting closer and closer (laughs) to them. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in forever because it was so tense. It's a it's a solid one. It holds up really well. Well, I just remember you and I were saw it, and we were like the only people in the theater, and I was like at one point I was like. I feel like I need to just get up and do a few laps in the theater because did that happen during the crazies? Cause I remember doing the exact same thing you're describing during the evil dead remake. It was the crazies because there, I remember it was okay. It might've been both cause they're both pretty tense, but I did that during the evil dead remake. I had to get up and walk around. Like I remember in the crazies, there's the scene in like the gym where the one woman is, is not crazy but she's like strapped to a table because they think she will be and all she's surrounded by crazies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then there's one yep, crazy yep. with a pitchfork that's just going down the line, yep. killing people. Yep, and I was yep, just like, yep. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's a solid, it's a solid, uh, horror movie. It's, it's really fun. And Timothy Oliphant, great actor. Uh, we get a nice line from Kevin Dillon here, making fun of these people's outfits where he says hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> yeah. No, no, wait, though. That's in the movie movie within a movie. Oh right, right, right. Yes, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Also, they uh, try they, to blame watching like a. F- they try to blame the blob for the dinosaurs' extinction. <laughs> and I was like, that seems, that's, <laughs> I, I'm no blob apologist, but it feels like that's not in his fault. Seems like the timing doesn't make a lot of sense here. That's right. Sorry, we're we cut to like an obvious Friday the Thirteenth knockoff. They're at the theater watching a movie, mm-hmm. and uh, the the guy says hockey season ended months ago. It was a pretty good line. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is the part of the movie where I started having traumatic flashbacks. I was like, well, Meg's little brother is a little trip. Oh no, I don't do this during a movie. That would be unconscionable. The turn and shush. Oh, 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 sure. Yeah, sure. Meg's I little brother is a little trip. That's yes, just like, yes. I'm trying to enjoy the movie. I am here to enjoy a film and you are hampering the experience. Yeah. It was like when I saw Halloween 2018 and the fucking twerp next to me was just giving running commentary to his friend. Like, Oh, this is a reference to when in Halloween three, they did. And I finally was like, you have to stop talking. And the guy was like, what? And I was like, you are at the movies. Stop talking. Save it for your (laughs) podcast. I didn't say save it for your podcast. I felt, I thought of that on the way home. So mad, I didn't think of it in the moment. Um, yeah, so the blob is in the vents uh, at the movie, and the projection is. I love this like little projection booth interlude we get. Mm-hmm. Of, like the, we got a double blobbing. Yeah, and and the blob like drops through the vent to get him. Really gross. Well, really I gross. so we see him doing the yo-yo, and I thought that's how the blob was gonna get. Like he was gonna drop it down and couldn't yeah. pull it back up yeah. and then get blobbed. Yeah. That would have been good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this one is the most horrifying to me because he's getting blobbed head first and he's still like thrashing around and running around. Like honestly, almost like the scene where Mr. Bean gets his head stuck in a turkey. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking but about. He's, up, he's, he's stuck on the ceiling, but yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, the worst way to go if you're still conscious is this thing is like d- digesting you head first. Uh, uh, so Dylan, Dylan busts out of the government van, which cause he's like, he, 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 they're like, get in the van. We'll take you back to town. And he's like, um, 
we're, it feels more like we're prisoners, not patients. I'll use, I'll take my yeah. bike, and then he's surrounded. And I was like, "Yeah, no, you're right, my dude, get out of there." Yeah, you should have run away a while ago. And then uh, the rich white popular girl is like, "I think we should trust the government men." It's like, then you die. You go ahead and die. That's fine. Yeah. And we get the most overused line in all of movies. I've, I personally have watched at least four movies that uses this exact. Take care of yourself, then. It's the only thing you're good at. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, first of all, he offered for you to come with him. He was like, we should get away, not I'm going to get away. And second of all, you this, you should go to... I'm sorry, Frank Darabont. I like you a lot as a creator, but, like, movie jail. You cannot use this line. Never again can anyone use this line. Yeah, but also, like, if there's a an acidic space blob that's eating everybody, like, there's only so much you can do. This town is... Right. This town is fucked. Right. A hundred percent. They're rounding up the townspeople. Uh, we get a classic. I'm a taxpayer. I pay your salary. And I was like, I would be fine if the blob blob this guy. Right. That's now. her dad. That's the pharmacist. I, it's fine. Too bad. Sorry, Art Lafleur. These all these these like visuals also always freak me out. The like quarantining people because it always happens in like zombie movies and shit. Yeah. And then it's like yeah. the plot twist is that they're all just getting blown up or some shit. Yeah. Uh we cut back to the theater and the guy who won't shut the fuck up gets blobbed. And I was just like, yeah, mm-hmm. the blobs, righteous killers. <laughs> number two. Yes. A righteous killing. And it's so big. It's yeah. so big. And this is where they recreate the scene from the original, where they go running out of the theater and at the, what they do every year to start off blob fest is have everybody run out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shawnee Smith sees a woman on the ground and like goes to help her up and she's like half dissolved. And this is, that's where I was like, yeah. Oh, this is all of these bodies and victims feel very much the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And the woman is like melted to the floor. It's, it's really gross. Yeah. There's several checkoffs in this movie. Uh, this is checkoff zipper. We're about to get with Shawnee Smith's oh, little sure. brother. The jacket won't, he can't get the jacket on. Right. Mm-hmm. Now he can't get it off and he's trapped in the door. Yeah, him getting stuck in the door, I was like, because this movie is so gnarly and pulls no punches, I was like, she's going to watch this kid get eaten right in front of her. As oh her brother. God. Oh my God. I know. Uh, and then and then uh, nothing, obviously. He gets away here. Nothing happens to him. But I was just like, oh man, they're going to eat this kid right in front of her. And then they get into the sewer uh, and we learn that the government created the Bob. Yes, it was a, a, an experiment in, in uh, like a war uh, weapons technology, and they, they sent it to space to see if it could survive, and it not only thrived, it thrived. I was trying, I was trying to figure out what the actual like end goal was, like send it to space with the hope that it lands in like Russia, or just like seeing what happens in space. I assume they brought it back on purpose to America so they could study it, but they didn't expect it to break its containment. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then in the future, you would just like launch it to Russia via some sort of missile or something. Mm-hmm. I also loved the bit where the blob was like pushing out the door and the rivets are popping out. Yeah, I did that like that. Really cool. Uh, also, the uh, what's his name? Uh, the scientist Meadows, uh, the like head G-Man scientist was in the Golden Girls. He played Alvin, the man with Alzheimer's in the sad episode. One of the sad episodes. Oh boy, that yeah, that sounds like an unfun Golden Girls doing all. It's a very lovely like ep- moment because he and Sophia, be- like she makes a friend and it's him, and then she goes yeah. back a couple like the third time she goes back, he like doesn't know who she is and he's like rude to her. So, oh, and it's a, like a whole it's a whole thing. It's very sweet. Is it as preachy as the one where the birthday? Uh, 
know where I think it's a two parter where B. Arthur has Oh, uh, she has um uh, uh what is it called? The um Tired. chronic fatigue syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the low point thus far of what I've watched of Golden Girls. I don't mind that episode. I just like two parters because it's nice to have an extended story. Like a, a two parter of just like this this kind of preachy B. Arthur business. She's good in it, but I was just like, yeah, right. I get the point. Uh, I also loved uh, how gnarly it was that Shawnee Smith ends up like dropping by her hair down into the. Smith. Yes, the this is that's where I was like, well, hang on, it's 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 aciding her hair, but not immediately aciding people. Like, what's yeah? Well, I thought it was trying to pull her in by the hair, like it was. It was, but it was acid. That's why I was like, smoking. how are you not? Yeah. How is it? How is this acid? But like, you normally could scoop people up. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you're right. I think the I think the 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 shared theory of the blob can turn it on and off is probably because mm-hmm. like if you were stinging people with acid as you were trying to digest them, it would make them like, uh, it might make them freeze in place. Yeah, or like or maybe like you know if you get them at their feet, they like fall and then you can. Yeah. Uh, the G men say that all civilians are expendable. Sure, as as they usually do. Mm-hmm. Um. Chekhov's uh, motorcycle Jennings, jump. By the way, Jennings. By the way, the other military guy mm-hmm. is uh, the voice of Lord Zed. No way. Yeah. The um his uh the guy who runs the garage uh, also has a very prolific voice acting career. Oh, doing cool. a lot of anime. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Uh, I thought this motorcycle motorcycle chase is pretty good. Um, the little like guns firing yeah. in the woods. The some trucks getting like knocked about, and f- one of them flips over. Right, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty pretty good bit here. Um, but I love that it ends with Chekhov's bridge jump. Chekhov's bridge like, jump. W- we saw him fail in the first act, but boy howdy, is he getting on in act two or three? I don't know where we are yeah. in the movie technically. And they yeah. say like, and then they we cut to the G men being like. All right, it's in the sewer. So if we cut off all the exits, then it's trapped down there. And I was like, but what about all the manhole covers? Like, what's stopping it from just like glooping out? Right, right. Like, even if the manhole cover was sealed, presumably the blob could like get around the like the get through the little holes. Put the yeah, where you put the tool in to pull it off, or just like push it out. Uh, we we get, but it's, I like this like government takeover, government conspiracy business. I think it adds a little bit. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to Shawnee Smith in the in the sewer, and here we see the Kate Winslet rats who have little tiny rats. <laughs> they do, on. and they get there's a blob in the water. <laughs> it's just like like do 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 And yeah, the the rats start getting like pulled one by one into the into the water, which is pretty pretty wild looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do blob a kid. Yeah. They made sure to have a kid you didn't friend. give a shit about. <laughs> we had a spare kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the the classic uh this classic Star Trek meme meme of like Kirk, Spock, and Bones beam down to the planet with Ensign Ricky. <laughs> Ensign Ricky does not return. Yeah, he gets yoinked into the water and then like looking like Jason Voorhees like comes yeah. out of the water like a, a melty goopy mess. Yeah, it's super duper gnarly and super duper cool looking. Unexpected. Like great effect. And the music is very yeah, cheesy. Sure. This is where I started to notice how cheesy the music has been. That's why I was surprised they didn't go with the surf rock song at the end, because it really does feel like it would have been appropriate. Yeah. It's, this is where the blob is like very giant. It just keeps getting bigger. It, it, you don't think it's going to get bigger than it is each time. 
Yeah, and this one, th- this time when it pops out, it honestly almost reminded me of Audrey too. All I could think in my head was like, "Feed me, Shawnee." Well, the way, uh, truly, the same. Like the, I think th- it must have been the way the like the frame rate that they shot it at or whatever was very reminiscent of the way they did like giant Audrey too. It just it feels a little different, and your brain can't quite process how. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the like sort of project rear projectiony thing you were talking about before, I guess. Well, it is that, but also I, like for um, Little Shop when they did Giant Audrey two, it was shot at a, a higher frame rate so that they could oh, do it slow. Adjusting. Like the actual playback sure. was slow, so they had to shoot it at a higher frame yeah. rate. I think how it works. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing because the blob started to get so big and big that they had to like they were doing it something like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It looks very cool as it's growing here. Mm-hmm. It also gets a very, very tasty snack of um, the the biosuit boys who are trying to contain it. Yeah, a few, a few nameless G men just get slurped. Yeah, uh, and Kevin Dillon comes to the rescue. He's riding his bike in the sewer, doing like full on uh, circus stunts and stuff. Yeah, they do like Batman or Men in Black car in the sewers thing. That they're like the blob is there, but if we if we go up the wall a little bit, we can get around it. The when I saw the circus as a kid on like a school field trip, they did a motorcycle ball, and it was like a globe. Oh, they put these mm-hmm. motorcyclists inside, and they went all the way around in all directions. That's all I could think of. Uh, so they see it looks cool though. He like rides up the up the ha- up the the pipe, and then back down the other side to get away from the tentacles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they see one of the the injured G men, and I'm like, I'm leaving him. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you made your you, choice, my dude. Monster. Yeah. Sucks to suck. This is your fault. Yeah, this is totally your fault. Um, so this is when Ka- Colonel Meadows, the, the main bad guy from the, the government, he condemns uh, Kevin Dillon and Shawnee and uh, uh, one other- Nameless G-Man. One other person. Yeah, Nameless G-Man, the red shirt, to death. And he's like, they're infected. Kill them. Seal them. No, seal, uh, he, they seal them under. And then right. Kevin Dillon takes a rocket launcher, I guess. <laughs> a small yeah, rocket launcher. Yeah. This is to completely insane that there's a bazooka and then he fires it straight up a manhole uh, entrance and blows up a truck. It's because they park a truck over to let keep them blocked in with the manhole. It's first of all, these three people would be deaf and oh. probably also dead. Uh, but deaf, it, concussed, passed out looking on film. Yeah, this is where I, I it looks fantastic. I was like, oh, wait a minute. The blob would make a really fun, stupid musical in the same vein of like Evil Dead sure. and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like you would just do uh, so like th- a jello mold and like everyone reacts sure. as though it's giant. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably also come up with like a, a way to make it look big with some sort of uh, translucent um, material that you could like unfurl and refurl. Oh, that's true. I'm just picturing like full on camp where it's just like a plate with a jello mold on it sure. that's just wiggling. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, could be the like splatter zone. The... Actually, it's just yeah. they just they have they have so much jello that they just start throwing. You better hope that it's fully sugar free. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So Kevin Dillon gets up from the explosion he just caused and he's like, "It's a government conspiracy. They did this. It's all them." Mhm. The cop is like starting to listen to him. Yeah, he's he's like, "Oh, okay, you're making some sense here and also I like th- this does seem a little bizarre." Um the blob snags the the, Meadows, the colonel, and goos him inside the suit, which is really cool looking. The it looks so good. Suit. Yeah, uh, and then this leads to a bunch of the G men like opening fire on the blob, which is just like, I know you don't have anything. It's else not even disposal. on the blob. It's just a bunch of men with guns 
compensating for something, firing into a sewer hole. And it's like, but also it's like the blob is like jello. What do you think bullets are going to do to it? But also, can you even see the blob? Like there's, it's, it's a small circle. That's true. Can you, like, are yeah, you just firing true. into a hole? I'm I'm guessing they're like we know the blob is down in this hole so we can just fire at it but yeah like even if it worked what is what is the point and then they throw uh C4 probably or something down there yes yeah which looks great this little sequence here of like main street mayhem I really enjoyed yeah it's uh, the the ground starts rumbling and then a giant blob tentacle rockets out of the ground and like Del Close is watching all this and like it's sort of like a weird ecstasy. Like he's very delighted about it. It's yeah. very strange. Um, so many good fire stunts. So many sunburns that are incredible. Like it's, it's like very clearly the stunt team was like, how long are you doing? 12 seconds. Hey, I'm going to do 14. Uh huh. How long is he doing? Uh, 14. I'm going to do 20. <laughs> it's, it's just like one up and one up and one up. Is the, um, is the fret, is the, is the nightmare on Elm street fire stunt still the longest? singular single take fire stunt i i do not know i i doubt it but i do not know all stunt people are a little bit cuckoo and want to beat each other's records so i would be shocked if a record stood that long unless they just prevented people from doing it yeah i remember watching like a making of for some like dumb comedy that had a big car jump in it and the stunt coordinator was like oh we're gonna um we're gonna have so-and-so do the jump and they were like why and they're like, oh, because it'll be the longest jump a human's ever done. And they were like, well, do they need to be in the car? And they were like, no, but then he'll have the record. And they were like, no, <laughs> like, we're not going to do that. That sounds unnecessarily dangerous. Why would we do that? Like, well, then he'd have the record. No. Maybe that's at least the Academy should do that. Like if a record, if a stunt record gets broken in a year, they should do that but that would be a problem because then it would just become this arms race of like how far can you jump how high can you burn or how long can you burn yeah you create you create incentives for people to try to almost kill themselves yeah i guess or maybe the pro- the stunt people would think, be so think, fucking happy to finally be acknowledged at a major level that they'd be like okay cool i think you just do best stunt scene and best stunt film you know what i mean yeah I mean, I, 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 we've long since said that stunt people deserve more accolades and credit, but, but I have, I have heard many people make the argument that like, they're afraid that it would create the arms race. Like you're talking about, like, like based on what I said to what you said, I think that's like not impossible that that's true, but I think like stunts are coordinated that you should like just recognize Ben's best stunt coordination or something like that in a way that doesn't do that. Yeah. Are Uh, fire extinguishers actually cold? I thought they were just like chemicals that smothered a fire i don't are they actually there's, cold there's there are different kinds of fire extinguishers but i've never actually sprayed one but my understanding is that you know how like when you do compressed air and it comes out very cold oh okay like the can it's the same thing of like the contents are under pressure and they're very very cold when they come out gotcha i've only ever had to use one once but i don't remember it being i mean i didn't hate myself with it but right yeah i don't think you would notice if you didn't spray it near yourself Okay. I think it. I think it. I think it warms up to room temperature very quickly. But it, you know how, like, you know, the compressed air can comes out very cold. Mm-hmm. It's the same same principle, I think. Okay. And also, some fire extinguishers are just water. Yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, the the they start freezing the blob with fire extinguishers, which is how the blob ends in the fifties version. They just like fire extinguisher it to to death. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in the fifties, that was the peak of freezing technology. 
Right. Well, and then they then there's the great ending scene where they take it to the Arctic and like, well, it'll never be a problem there. It'll be cold forever. And then now when you watch at Blobfest, when I watched it, it was like a guffaw in the theater. Yeah, it's that line. And you made me waste my 60 cents at the on my movie yes. ticket. Yeah. Also very good. Uh, so we didn't mention it, but the this movie takes place in like a ski town, not our hometown, um, which. Oh, the, the remake. The mean. remake. Yeah. So, yeah. It's sort of like sets up like, oh, that's going to be how they're going to get like handle the blob because it's yeah. a ski town and they have snow. They like snow trucks, like snow, snow right, making right. trucks. Makes sense. Uh, so all the townspeople are in the town hall trying to barricade the door and, you know, freeze out the blob. And the cop gets like reverse body snapped. Yeah, it's really wild. It's gnarly. Um, So Kevin Dillon drives the snow truck back. We get a. Yeah, this 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 truck is very very silly when you see it in action. Cause you're like, wait, what is this thing exactly? It's got a snow plow on the truck thing. on the front. But I did not I did not know the ski town thing until you said it right now on this spot. Did you really? Oh no, they say it. it's in. Yeah. So in the beginning, as they're doing the like the shots of the town, it says like you know pre ski week special or what? It's there's several things mm-hmm. in there about skiing. Totally missed it. And then Fran the waitress even says ski season's coming up, so it'll be busy again. Um, uh, so Kevin so Dillon tries, he like f- shoots snow at the blob and then tries to drive into it. It's cool looking. <laughs> and a yeah. very obvious miniature truck shot. Yes. It, it is the equivalent of like you and me filming a movie air quotes with like GI Joe's and matchbox cars. Yeah. It looks, it's very like, uh, that Beetlejuice scene when the tiny car crashes into the, yes. <laughs> into the shoe, yes. except that's supposed to be a tiny yes. car. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we get a great bit with, um, uh shawnee with a gun being a badass yeah going full ripley is what i wrote oh yes and this is where we're doing like just like a full chief brody now all of a sudden with the sheriff i mean why not (laughs) just he wasn't very heroic before this is all i'm saying what wait no what sheriff shawnee does it wait does she give a line she says she basically she says come get it that's you son of a is. bitch i'm sorry yeah that's what it is i'm sorry i was like the sheriff is dead both the, the two no, co- the only two cops in this town are dead yeah no you're right i'm sorry but My then apologies i got distracted while we were recording she she's on t- so when the the truck flipped the like liquid nitrogen tanker kind of skidded off to the side and she put a bomb on top of it to like and it was like luring the blob over to it and then she got stuck yeah. trying to jump off of it yeah, it's very funny that they have her be this, like, incredibly cool badass hero, and then, like, oops, the strap on her shoe got stuck, now we're- Yeah, immediately her, her foot's caught in a in a hose or something. Yeah. And it's, 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 we will get there on the Patreon in, in a short while, but it's, like, as funny as the scene where uh, Annie is stuck out the window and her foot is stuck when she's doing laundry at the baby's, the house she's baby's- Oh, yes, Halloween. it's- Yeah. And- and then uh, what's her face from Real Housewives comes in. She's like, my foot stuck. And she undoes her foot by like, I don't know, a quarter of a turn. And it's like, I'm pretty sure you could have done that yourself. Yeah. Um, the big bomb. Uh, uh, Katie. Uh, sorry. Kevin Dillon comes to the rescue to free Shawnee for the big bomb. And we get a and snowstorm then, ending, which is unique. Yeah. And they're like, move the blob into the ice house. Like, I, I guess like the, the, the town freezer, as it were. Mm hmm. And our our final shot is Del Close looking all burnt and scarred and preaching. And then he's got a, like a squirmy little hunk of blob in a glass jar. And the lady's like, Father, when is the rapture coming? And he's like, soon. Yeah. 
which like I I always hate that characterization of like the the religious person that like wants the end times to come. Yeah. Unless they get like got right away and they're sure. they get their like yeah, there's no heaven, my dude. <laughs> or if there is, you right. ain't going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like the idea of like him being this mastermind, but I don't the there I think there is a sequel to this. There's a sequel to the original, I think. Oh, okay. But this okay. never got a sequel. That's that's what I was thinking of. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. There's a weird sequel to the original I've never seen. That's right. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see another one of these. I I'm I know this didn't do well, obviously, but boy, is this movie rule. I'm so it's sad really good. I took so long to watch it. Yeah, the performances are good. The special effects are fantastic. It is a little gross and goopy and gnarly. If um if that's a thing that bothers you, I totally get that. Although it's 80s style, so it doesn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Um. You can find two very nice quality versions of this on the Internet Archive, which I was delighted to learn. Um, So you can find this pretty easily if you go look there. But yeah, what a fun, fun movie. Like exactly what we talk about where you remake a movie that has like a few good things going for it, but isn't a great movie. And then you do a bunch of stuff better than it. You know, Mm -hmm. you you adapt for the times you use the new technology. Well, yep. You do some fun, cool, like, um, you know, practical effects that get, you you pay a little homage to the old one. They do the rear projection stuff that works really well for me. Yeah, because like, yeah, I just if they were to do another fun. remake, it's just it would all be CG. I feel like right, right. There was there was talk of a remake that was going to come out in 2018, and I remember being delighted that they were like, or yeah, 2018, and that it was just like oh, every, every 30, 30 years, years we just we, make, yeah. make the blob again. Yeah, and I was like really delighted by the idea, and of course it never never came to fruition. But I would have been I would have been there day one, even though I hadn't seen this one. I probably would have watched this one first and been like, oh, "This rules! I got to see this new one." So maybe one day, maybe maybe if this uh, Toxic Avenger coming out relatively soon is a big deal, we'll get more. I keep like seeing this. like you should watch the teaser, and I'm like, I you you should watch the teaser. Is it good? Yes. Okay. We are 100% going to do the original when it comes out because I just It's a I thought we did the original already. Uh-uh. I have the same problem where I keep thinking we've done movies on this podcast that we have We didn't do the original. Uh-uh. I swear to god that we did cuz it's trauma, isn't it? You're com- you're thinking of Swamp Thing, I think. No. Did we do it already? And now am I the one I swear from? we did oh, it cuz it's a trauma. Right, but we did a different trauma, I thought. I know we did Return to Nukem High. That's what you're thinking of. That's the only trauma we've done? Almost positive. Neither of us likes trauma movies. Because the kid gets killed, doesn't he? What kid? They kill a kid in in Toxic Avenger. So so here's the two things. Toxic Avenger dissecting the 80s does not come up with anything, so I feel confident that I am correct. Um, The two movies that are Toxic Avenger adjacent that we have done, that, that feel like Toxic Avenger, that I think could be jelly in your brain. One, Nukem High. Two... RoboCop has like a couple of really bizarrely goopy, gross scenes. Remember that guy gets like splashed with toxic waste and kind of melts. Yeah. No, I'm like, I mean, maybe it is Nukem High, but like I am remembering like there is there's like an they're in an alley and like that's Nukem High. Is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I've done the same thing multiple times. I was like fully convinced we had done twins. <laughs> And I was like, nope, we haven't done that movie. No, we just talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, but I will definitely do that when that comes out. Maybe uh, anybody out there know Macon Blair? Would love to do Toxic Avenger with Macon Blair. He's <laughs> a delightful actor. 
who I enjoyed watching and a lot of stuff. Uh, I was doing the like uh, the Leo pointing at the screen meme when he pops up for like one or two scenes in Oppenheimer. <laughs> like that's Megan Blair. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie rules. Uh, I think I gave it five stars on Letterboxd. If not, I gave it four and a half. Oh uh, yeah, it's great. Fully delighted by it. Everything about this is like right up our wheelhouse, respectively. Great practical effects, fun performances. Everybody knows exactly what movie they're making from the, uh, the grips and the lighting people to the set decorators, to the, the director, the cast, the crew, everybody understands exactly what movie they're setting out to make and does a phenomenal job at it. It's really really well made for what it is which is a silly movie yeah but like j- you can take your silly movie seriously and do it well and that's what makes them fun and delightful like uh i'm a big fan of schlock if it's good and like there can be good schlock yeah. this is great schlock. this is great schlock yeah uh so we will uh we'll I've been uh, ruminating on some themes for next year 2024 is right around the corner of like uh, getting some more schlocky movies going so been, been thinking about my schlocky favorites so this would be on there if it wasn't already an episode just here because this is great it's fantastic um so watch it if you haven't watched it yet uh really delightful thank you so much for listening to the show say hello to us on facebook or at dissect the 80s on twitter we'd love to hear from you there if you haven't done it yet review the show we review we read those reviews on the air and we haven't gotten one uh we got one recently but haven't had them very often lately and uh, most importantly if you want to get bonus episodes including one on halloween dropping not too long from now on actual halloween visit patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s when you sign up at the five dollar tier you get about a dozen bonus episodes right off the bat we've got some fun commentaries we've got uh you know regular full-length episodes we have a bunch of live episodes that are really fun to hear us in front of a crowd and you get a custom rss feed so you can listen to them in your favorite app including spotify which we recently connected with so we are directly connected on spotify with our patreon thank you so very much for listening to the show we will be back in two weeks to celebrate candy dms our john candy month Mm -hmm. with uh because i don't think andrew's picked a movie yet i'm gonna say uncle buck i i love uncle buck so sure so you you'll pick uh you'll pick another one of john candy's to be the the second one for for that month you got it that's your homework assignment i'm telling you on the podcast (laughs) uh we'll start with uncle buck and candy dms so until then i've been trip lano i will always be andrew lano until next blob don't you blob about me don't you forget about blob Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. The things we're gonna cut out in editing. <laughs> we gotta go dissect the 80s. Wait, is that how it starts? It's not. We gotta go back, I believe.
Beware of the blob, it creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor Right through the door and all around the wall A splotch, a blotch, be careful of the blob Beware of the blob, it 